No, that's fucked up, Gareth. You're just wrong. That's what people people do that though. Yeah, but people I do are, that. I'm yeah, you're people. wrong. You're wrong. No, other lots of other people do that. They'll be like, next Saturday will mean. But then the Saturday person. means like Saturday three days time. That's this Saturday. Here we're we're actually not doing this because the amount of times we've started doing a topic podcast and it turns into a shit talk podcast because we start talking about fucking nomenclature for rare Hang Russian texts. Okay, I just want to tell you first though, I made carbonara from scratch last night. We made carbonara from scratch last night as well. Well, after it made it, I didn't make it. Um, what did she put into it? Some like parmesan cheese. Yeah. Egg yolks. Yeah. Bacon lardons. Oh, you made proper. You yeah, made proper, yeah, right? yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Because um, so fucking good. Fanula normally hates carbonara because they make it a cream and stuff. Yeah, but that's not carbonara. Just, this one was just cheesy egg yolks. Yeah, Sur- surprisingly delicious. I went to the butcher and I was like, "Do you have any pig cheeks?" And he was like, "Surprisingly, no, we don't have pig cheeks." He's like, I "Can get them in for you?" And I was like, "It's uh, I need a buddy." <laughs> Pig's cheeks. So, yeah, I think that's what some people use. I'm not sure it's called parmigiano. Maybe might be one at the. I think. Supposedly it's delicious because there's like half an inch of fat. What the fuck? Um, which segues into the topic of today's podcast. <laughs> and it's it's um, it's everything but the program. And what do you mean by that? So I was kind of thinking about this before. So um, ages ago, literally last year, could have been actually could have been the year before last. Miso Asana was on Seb, our good buddy Seb, Wailifting House podcast, right? Or it might be one of their YouTube channels. They were talking about Seb was, or Misa was talking about his recovery, and he was talking about you know how he lies down between training sessions and sits in his room and watches a movie and doesn't move a muscle. Dad, um, Ibrahim brings him food, and you know he everything is geared towards maximum possible energy recovery for sessions, which is fantastic. But then he mm-hmm. talked about the program is like forty percent of success. However, most people, so he's coming from a point of view where he has one of the best coaches in the world telling him what the program is. So the program is a non-runner. It doesn't matter because the program is correct because it's his, his father is one of an absolute yeah. weightlifting genius. And I don't say that about a lot of people. I'm, I'm very, like I'm, you know, a bit of a douchebag. So I, I wouldn't say that about many people. So when I say it about someone like that, you know, I would take that as like the gold standard if you like what I talk about. If you like what we talk about. So like, the the problem is other people might listen to that and they may be like oh yeah the program doesn't even matter and in some ways he's right but in some ways he's very very wrong like mm-hmm. he has a phenomenal program so it doesn't matter to him all he has to do is make sure he does the other stuff right because he's never going to deviate from the program because why would he do that he wouldn't do that because he's a professional athlete you know yeah. so he just has to make sure that he does all the other stuff right but unfortunately for everyone listening to this you have to make sure you do everything right yeah. and the program you have to have both of them because you definitely don't have one of the best coaches in the world coaching you unless you're on the seek of strength than you do. Hey, it's hey. funny because that like that case is, is when people are like, oh, don't worry about money. Like money would be grand. Like the only people who say that are the people who have mm. shit tons of money <laughs> and it doesn't matter to them, you know. Uh, yeah. It's it's so funny because you'll, you'll hear loads of athletes talking about that. that like, oh, what what this like the structure and and the blocks and the periodization and all that doesn't matter too much you know doesn't ma- like it doesn't matter to you because you're the athlete and you show up and there's somebody there with two degrees who gets paid 80 grand a year to coach you um but if you're in charge of coaching yourself it obviously matters but today or at least from 
from the text message last night where we said this is the podcast we're going to do today, what I think today's podcast is about is all the other shit that you need to get right to. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, well, we're obviously not going to talk through what programming can be or what no. your programming should be because there's so many different people listening not weightlifters or not all weightlifters are so like the it's everything but the pro so when yeah. you listen to me so talk about that right it, it even got me for a minute uh i was like you yeah, know like, yeah, you're dead right i was like is me so right but i do a lot of things right and i think it's i think that's a fair mm. that's a fair statement like I, I do every, a lot of stuff right you know but and i was kind of thinking about it and i was like is that it's not really a fair statement to make to people because so many people, the default is not good programming, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. So obviously for context of this podcast, you can't go ahead and do, you can't just magically get good program if you don't have it right now. Well, you can if you go to seekstrength.com, obviously, but we won't talk about that. But like the, the everything, I love the, like the concept that is is uh, is so on point. Miso is right. He's very, very right about a lot of that stuff, you know. So if you... um. I know Fitz, you don't watch it, right? But sometimes I watch him in Vitty Hall's vlogs. So he's getting oh, ready to Jesus. train to um, hopefully get knocked out by after. Hopefully they both <laughs> knock each other out. Um, I'm saying that kind of joking a little bit, but not really. But if you watch his vlogs, like Eddie has literally built an entire boxing arena in the basement of his house, you know? He's yeah. put in, he put in all the stuff you need to be for a professional facility in his basement so he can have his trainer over and it be legal for the current lockdowns. Mm. He's building a hot cold pool. Now you might argue with the the FSC the F the FSC the FSC of <laughs> the what? Of hot colds. The you like the is it valid even hot cold stuff? No is the answer. Obviously <laughs> you know colds getting a jacuzzi, he's getting an ice bath, he's got a cryotherapy chamber he has takes obviously he takes a load of drugs right but he mm. takes a shit load of supplements like literally every kind of supplements you could possibly think of yeah down to black pepper in the form of jellies you know for for the extracts from that and what he's doing kind of doesn't matter so much as that he's doing all of that yeah yeah the total the total effect is so large because the volume of all the other random shit he does is uh is accumulating. I think for me there's two or three big hitters in the outside of training um or outside of programming kind of approach to being an athlete and a lot of them are talked about and one or two things aren't talked about at all. So right the first one is is sleep, second one for me is nutrition and then the third one is stress management um and overall time management I think is is something people get wrong more often than they get it right for us like we've a good few students on the books i think stress management for students it's something we laugh about you know that like fuck's sake students have so much time they've like all they get stressed over like menial things that don't matter that much it like it really doesn't matter if you're a student athlete and it doesn't matter if you should be getting stressed about it or not that stress still negatively affects you um and i'd say we can probably kick off with sleep girth and then, like, I know you have other stuff to, to add in on on besides those three points. Uh, for me, I think sleep becomes more of an issue than not in the chronic sense. So I think people can have, like, bouts or kind of three, four, five days a week here and there where their sleep is a bit fucked up. Like, an example of if you 
oh, if you have to work late because it's if you're an accountant and it's the end of the tax year and you're going to be working late for a while and you're or you might be stressed or you could be like finishing a book you enjoy reading and for the last week that you're finishing that book you're going to stay up later than normal i think in those cases the disruption to sleep like you'll have a distinct or a discrete effect so you'll have a, a marked decrease in performance for that week or possibly for the 10 days surrounding that but besides that it's not detrimental i think for me and for athletes when you're seeing them in like consultations or when you're coaching them directly where sleep becomes an issue is a chronic lack of sleep um, and a chronic lack of sleep leading to a an inferior sleep pattern that they have now become so accustomed to that this is normal so the classic example of this is like a shift worker if you have somebody who works a late night job or whatever that is and their sleep pattern is that they get four to five hours of actual sleep and possibly an hour two hour nap aside from that your body just gets accustomed to it right so if owen changed jobs today right seek your strength gets banned because we talk about uh wada too much and somebody comes and and bangs in our door and we're banned from the internet right and owen has to go making cheese strings in a in a cheese string factory um mm-hmm. owen can adapt to having four and a half hours sleep a night right he won't feel tired he won't feel um yes he, he will. like every he won't be like narky and moody every day and oh just just get away from me sharon i don't want to talk to you you know owen yeah, will that's be exactly how i would be that's exactly how I would sorry be. that's how owen is 85 <laughs> percent of the time uh but in general, Owen will live a fairly normal life. The issue comes when you start seeking performance outcomes in that life when you have significantly altered sleep patterns. There's one or two other cases where it's not due to work. And I think an, an example of that will be like uh, smokers. If you're like a chain smoker and you have altered sleep patterns all the time, it does have an effect on you, right? it's it's never ever going to be noticed but if you're seeking a performance outcome and you're on 20 fags a day then you're going to see this like you you'll plateau much quicker or you won't be able to make progress from the very start or you'll have things like chronic inflammation leading to chronic tendon health like r- these kind of obtuse things that you rarely link back and it's all due to this total decrement in sleep I think if you so you named sleep nutrition and stress management so if you were like why do i need all those things like what is the point of all those things why do i need those for absolute training because training you know i'm i'm not training when i'm asleep so what does it matter so basically what you're looking for is tissue adaption like so overall adaption to your organism like that's literally the sole purpose of this is to allow adaption to occur allow the most of optimal adaption to happen like that is the sole purpose of that so you recover for a session or you over recover and essentially you get a little bit better like that's the whole idea and that's how you should kind of think about these is you want you know tendons to adapt muscles to adapt uh, fatigue to dissipate you know build up your robustness to tolerating fatigue and load like that's the whole idea of all these things so you know, we're a performance podcast essentially so we <coughs> sorry so we don't really we don't care about the rest of other people's lives or that's not what we're trying to talk about here you know so when you talk about all these things it's solely for the purpose of increasing performance and how that what if you do and you don't do affects your performance so the overarching thing is how does this if you want to think about it like this so if you want to be the best 
performer you can be, the best athlete you can be, the best porn star you can be. You you look at how things will this provide the most optimal tissue adaption, recovery and fatigue dissipation that I can possibly like so you can train after four and a half hours sleep and you can possibly do a good session, very likely a lot of people do, but will you recover optimally from that session or for that session with four and a half hours sleep? And the answer is almost certainly no. You know, if you don't have good stress management, um, there's a thing like mind-muscle connection. There was a study recently and they, there's actually some good evidence that while you actually can't perform as well, if you have an internal f- uh, focus and fits, will probably do a CK psychology on this at some stage, uh, the, the fatigue on the muscle is actually higher when they're focusing on it, you know. So th- there's so many different things that affect your abilities to recover and affect tissue adaption and everything you do has a positive or negative effect on that essentially so everything but the program really means absolutely everything but the program uh, unfortunately again you probably don't have that program but everything you do around the program makes the difference um it can break a shitty program a little bit better you know sleep is so important the nutrition is so important micro like ma- people focus even on macronutrients and that's perfectly acceptable if you're trying to maintain weight class but i think a lot of people didn't wouldn't focus on micronutrients for example it's something people often let go so like vitamins and minerals essentially like quote unquote putting those in a bracket you know everything around that and like a lot of people are like sure if i eat pop tarts and you know if, if it fits my macro diet which is very popular yeah know, the rp strength app and uh, my fitness pal you can make those work for your macros but there's no guarantee that they'll work for, for example, your micronutrients, which are incredibly important for, again, tissue adaption, optimal function of your central nervous system, psychological function, quality of sleep. All of these things are massively affected by everything you do, you know? Yeah. I think the when people are starting to make the step, right, and the step from uh, weightlifting, powerlifting, CrossFit, whatever sport it is you're doing, when they start to make the step from it being like a a new pastime or a new hobby into like stepping up their game, right? They're going to start training every day. They're going to, whatever, increase training frequency. They've signed up for their first competition or they've signed up for their first competition in the intermediate bracket. Whatever it is that you're, whatever that step is, people often think of, okay, this is now me going towards being like an elite athlete and I do elite athlete things to get myself there right in fact an elite athlete spends most of his or her energy getting back to homeostasis like the thing of being a healthy human being is what most of an elite athlete is and people think elite athletes are doing all these like really off the ball things you know to to get the most out of it they're doing red light therapy they're sitting on nails or beds of nails you know to increase blood flow like most of the time they're getting so fucked up from training or so fucked up from the sport they're doing or they're trying to recover an injury that they're physically just trying to get back to being a normal person not trying to get to this like super physiological state and i think that's where people fall down is that they think okay i'm taking the next step and the next step is that like i eat whey protein powder for breakfast and i take like three tabs of of omega threes with every meal you know elite athletes and professional athletes are trying to get to the stage where they can eat enough food that they're not really fucking hungry all the time or they're trying to get to the stage where they're 
macro and micronutrients are effectively programmed so they don't have the shits or they don't have constipation every day because they're in such gastrointestinal distress from the level of training they do. And that's what I, the people do fall down under that thing of like, the job of an athlete is to remain at homeostasis no matter what adaptation stimulus they're being given. It's not to do these crazy off-the-ball things that will somehow like elevate them to the, the status of Clarence Kennedy god in weightlifting. So I would say, and I think this is pretty accurate to say and a fair comment, I would say the vast majority of people who are listening to this don't have everything but the program sorted. I would say that's mm. a, very likely. I would say, I'd actually probably say they don't even have half of what they could be sorting. I would say it's closer to like 20-30% in terms of, like if you give things different chunks. So like sleep would be for me probably 40% of that chunk realistically. Uh, obviously obviously the massive amounts of SARMs I'm on, you know, <laughs> make up the rest of it. But most, but in general, it's mostly sleep and SARMs. Uh, I'm gonna get my SARMs, my sleep SARMs on as well. Um, coming soon, seekstrength.com, obviously from the Seekistan Pharmaceutical Company. But the, you know, the big hitters like that. I think people think about so some of the stuff you mentioned, like lying out of bed of nails and getting a red light therapy, yeah. are probably like 05 percent each. But if you don't have enough sleep, you know, so often when we, you know, when we start with our one to one athletes, um. You're like, how's your sleep nutrition? You know, because it's, it's very important. Most people actually have, in recent years, most people are like, my nutrition's pretty good. And and they'll, and they'll I, and I believe them, like they do seem to have a good handle on things. But then you're like, okay, how much sleep are you getting? And they're like, mm, maybe like six and a half hours because uh, I kind of have to, you know, I have stuff to do. And you're like, you're bullshit. Absolute yeah. bullshit. You need at least. I I don't like seven to nine. I don't think that's fair. No. It should be eight to nine, minimum eight. And even when you, those sleep experts are like seven to nine, but they're like they never sleep seven hours themselves. They're never saying yeah, I do seven. They're like seven is like the minimum tolerable. But most people don't realize as well as that, that six and a half hours of sleep. You know you're lying to me. Like it's probably yeah. five and a half hours. You're probably going to bed at twelve, or half twelve and getting up at like six o'clock or something. You know. So people, the vast majority of people don't and then let me tell you before you go but no this you fucking can if you want to be better that's 100 percent. is it like yeah. it's like when we talked about a christmas you know people said this shit 2020 it's up to you if you want to it's up to you if you want to make it happen i don't care if you get enough sleep but i do if you tell me you're getting enough sleep for training you're probably not would be a big one sleep is definitely one of the most important ones and sleep is the thing people find so hard to change i i i definitely know you have this experience as well girl but if I have an athlete and I'm like, we don't do nutrition. Nutrition is not our job. We are coaches, not dietitians. So when somebody asks for advice with nutrition, I'll usually direct them towards a an educational piece or I will do like five things they need to do and then they'll sort out on their own. So it'll be like uh, calorie tracking. Then they need to look at timing. Then they, like, so they just sort out things themselves. People are usually fairly receptive to that. The sleep thing is so fucking difficult for people to get their head around. Or even like stress management. Stress management takes a lot of time. It's something I work with people on. But people work towards it because they see it. Like sleep management. Somebody, you can be talking to somebody for three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine weeks about sleep. They need to get better sleep. They approach you saying they want to get better sleep. Uh, every, like they know they're setting the wheels in motion. And then it's like oh, well, I obviously have to watch Netflix with my girlfriend for two and a half hours every night. And, like, if you're in that position 
and you want to do that thing, you have to understand that, like those things need to be sacrificed, you know? And like, granted, you have to bring up like you have to rise all boats at the same time. So if you don't get to watch two hours of Netflix every night with your girlfriend, then you have to make it up in another way, you know? You might have to take an extra day off every few weeks and go and do something for the day to make up for the fact that you're being a shit boyfriend and going to bed early. Or you might have to, like, whatever it is, make an alternative sacrifice to make up for the sacrifice of getting better sleep. But it's not free. It's not like tracking your calories because you already, you're already eating the food. You just have to write down and track or track it on an app. It's not like better stress management where you, for a student where you plan out your study sessions better and because your study sessions are planned out and you're using paper notes before you go to bed everything kind of flows a bit better sleep isn't free you are going to have to give up something because you're taking two hours of your life away every day so that's it's def like very very difficult to get people's heads around that that like the one thing you can't make more of which is time that's what you pay for sleep with but it's so fucking valuable fortunately in sleep circumstance is it benefits absolutely every area of your life in your long term in your longevity so like that's one you know for example like let's be real for a second if someone is like um performance their sole goal and they start taking drugs you know you're you you've there's a lot of pros and cons with that but when you think for that's a performance aspect and something does massively increase performance but you are giving up stuff you know you are making sacrifices and there is negatives to come with that but for example there's no negatives with sleep there just isn't like in terms of not in, your social interaction aside which you misses sleep is the most important one like there's so many benefits like literally until the day you die it's one of the most important things you can do i would say to be honest sleep is nearly more important than nutrition in some circumstances definitely it's either more important or as important as nutrition but you know, for example, that's scenario where you're like, oh, you have to stay up with your girlfriend. What you do, right, is you just go to bed early at your own time and eventually you'll weigh her down and then she'll go to bed early as well. It just takes a couple of years, but you'll get by. Uh, trust me, I'm talking from experience. So eventually everyone just goes to bed at the same time and know, everyone goes to bed early. Des and Joe Fitz have been married for 40 fucking five years and dad still goes to sleep at half nine every night. Mom still yeah. stays up until midnight. <laughs> So it's a dangerous game. You might do the girth thing and like yeah. gradually gets worn down and then it like Joe both they're on that converging pads, but uh, mm -hmm. it could it could also be the alternative route where those paths never converge again. <laughs> yeah, but your pap's a pretty stressful job to be fair. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so you know, like if you Nutrition is weird, right? Because if you Okay, actually, I'm going to talk about something else for a second. So if you think about, when you say everything but the program, even the best program won't work. And that's kind of what Misa was talking about. So he has the best program for him. That's very objective to say. I would, I would say that's a fair assumption. Mm -hmm. But Miso knows if he didn't do everything but that program, it wouldn't work for him. So if you think about this, you're like, well, I've got the road to near squat program, you know? So you're like, obviously you got the best squat program on the market. Hell yeah. It still won't work for you if you don't get, if you don't do everything but that right, you know? It's funny, actually, so we have, for, this isn't like a shameless plug section, like what a one usually does two or three times a podcast, but someone has to pay the bills. Uh, but basically, once you buy a program, we get, you get put into a Facebook group or you get asked to join a Facebook group. And that Facebook group, we give video feedback and we give lectures. But the other kind of 
service that offers is people interact with each other and there's always questions like a lot of the people are obviously on the squat program so there's like questions about oh i missed rep in this session or i'm struggling to make up for on this or whatever it is the question is is revolving around and usually people in their responses are like you need to make sure everything else is sorted and that's something you don't see like you never see that in a YouTube comment section when people are talking about, like, the fucking, I squatted every day for 400 days, you know. Nobody's like, um, make sure now you're sleeping loads and your nutrition is dialed and you're not doing too much other training, you know. People are always like, hell yeah, that's amazing. Uh, whereas when you see it in the Facebook group and people are like, uh, you, you, need, you need to make sure you're not doing too much else. Like, we had a, I think it was a track athlete, Gurf who was talking about basically putting everything else aside for eight weeks and going after the bigger squat. And people are like, yeah, that's absolutely what you need to do uh, because it is a very, very difficult program. On the other side of things, there is... So it's also the stuff that you do do. So you get active about getting sleep. You get active about your good nutrition. You get active about supplements or whatever it is you do. But some the stuff you don't do is just as important. So... You know, you take your SARMs sublingually as opposed to injections. So, you know, some of these things, some of the things you don't do are so important. You know, it was a great example of this, but I really don't like the person is Matt Fraser. So he was on Joe Rogan, you know, but he's he he's talked about all this for loads of stuff yeah. in the podcast. He's done recently well this. And he's talking about, you know, his his wife basically didn't have a job. Her job was to mind Matt and do everything for him. Basically, he was like a giant baby. And that's fucking... And he he's the epitome, by the sounds of it, of someone who did everything but the program correctly. Yeah. So he talked about not doing chores, not cutting the grass, you know, because of the fact he's training. So that, that this is how far some people take it. You know, so when you look at someone who's better than you, you not looking at their program or not looking at their coach or their training environment, but look at, like, they're probably better than you for a number of reasons. They're probably more SARMs, but, it, you know, <laughs> they could be doing everything. Like who, you know, I saw this great quote. It's like, you know, would you like to meet a wrestler if you're wrestling or whatever? If someone who trains hard fucking every day or he does everything exactly perfectly like he needs to, you know, meet this machine who goes to bed every time and eats perfectly and trains perfectly and does just enough, you know? Yeah. And just the optimal amount. Of course you don't. Like you, you, wanna, you don't no. want to fight if someone who's a fucking maniac like that. So like the stuff that Matt literally is talking about not cutting the grass or not doing chores or not using a steak knife before he was before like a month before the games what in case he cut his finger he was like i don't use a steak knife just in case he was like i don't know you don't know what's gonna happen so like uh, i don't particularly like him but i really like the stuff he talks about like that is Mm -hmm. a great example of and i think a lot of people miss out on that it's kind of just you know you go cut like streaming there right i hate streaming before training because my forearms are basically they're numb from vibrating from streaming, you know. So stuff like that is, I, I generally <laughs> yeah, think yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like, it's streaming or making your forearms numb. Fitz, <laughs> yeah, it's the Fitz vibration off like, the streamer, Gareth. Fitz is like, I was like, I'd never go snowboarding. And like, other people like, do you not like it? But Fitz knows is that like, I'd be afraid I'd hurt my knees snowboarding and I wouldn't be able to train for yeah. the rest of my life or something. That's, and I'm not joking, like I genuinely wouldn't go do that. Yeah. I look. I know you don't enjoy Matt Fraser, like the the personality that is. Like I'm, I'm pretty opposite to you in that way. I, I enjoy the, the neuroticism, looking from the outside in at him. You know, like I, I enjoy that. I, I think that, I think it makes for entertainment. Like it makes for entertainment because I see shadows of that in people, <laughs> in people that are fairly close to you know, um, people I run a podcast with, but. 
the Matt Fraser example is a great one, right? Because we talk about the effect on on other people around you. We talk about like having to make sacrifices in in other areas of your life. So Matt went from being a complete novice in in CrossFit. He did a few regional competitions or like uh, like statewide competitions where he was winning like five, seven, eight hundred dollars, um, making small amounts of money at the weekend, and then he just made a decision where he's like yeah look i'm just gonna go full-time at this and and treat it like a business and he went from a nobody to to winning fairly significant amounts of money and obviously he's an intelligent guy he was an engineer um he which a job which he left to to pursue professional sport even him talking about trying to invest so he's trying to invest money to make his future better so he'd have less to worry about you know and he was talking about buying a condo and living in one part of it and renting out the others. And his coach, I don't know, is he like a coach or a life coach person who works with him? I think his name is O'Keefe. Was like, what happens if... he's a manager. Is he his manager? I think he's a That's medical doctor. Um, weird. Yeah, weird. I could be completely wrong on that though. But he was talking about basically like, imagine if, if three nights before you fly out to the games... Uh, those people who are living above you have a fight and you have to get up in the middle of the night and it disrupts your sleep. Like down to that level where you're making decisions about like long-term investments you have in your life, obviously you're not Matt Frazier and you're not going to win three quarters of a million dollars at the next competition you go to. But it can come down to, okay, I really like to go surfing, but I'm not going to be able to go surfing now because I'm sacrificing these things. And that's like the hard part of being an athlete. Like I had a coach you used to always say the hardest part of being a rugby player is not playing versus like wanting to go out and play. So basically if you're injured, just knowing when to take a step back. But the other hard part of being an athlete is like all the other shit you do is so fucking fun. And you not going and doing that. And you have to have your priorities straight, basically. Don't fall between two stools. There's loads of people who train and train well well, I'm not saying I train well, but you train and go and do all the other shit they like, you know? Like, I fucking love going fishing and shooting, but also love going training. And I don't really miss out on a huge amount, but I'm not trying to fucking snatch 160 kilos and clean jerk 200. So that's the, the very, very definite thing here of, like, understand which camp you're in and then make your decisions around that. I think we talked about this i'd say maybe sometime last year talking about just being realistic that you know people setting obnoxious goals themselves are particularly like i can mean you see a lot more in crossfitters or something i think it might have been a new uh, podcast where you know you're like it's okay to not want to be an elite athlete it's okay mm. not to it's okay to say to yourself that you're like oh fuck uh like i, I want to be amazing i want to go to regionals you know it's okay just be like look i just want to train five times a week and i'll train hard and i'll take it seriously but you know i'm I'm not going to regionals or whatever the fuck they have now you know you, yeah. people need to kind of you need your actions don't represent what you say you want to do and, that, and that's the vast that's a lot of people who are like that you know who do talk a big game but don't do that stuff you know and i heard someone like ember of people talking about us like you shouldn't think of them as sacrifices you should think of them as um as like is they're trying to frame it in a positive light the mm. stuff you don't get to do but like how is it not positive eating a whole cheesecake tell me that you know what i mean that's a fucking sacrifice like fuck yeah. you bro 
Like that is, you know, but that shit is fun. Like that's why it is called a sacrifice. Like it is a sacrifice if that is, you know, in, yeah. but it, if the magnitude impacts your psyche, then is varying. Some people are like, whatever, I don't care. I can fucking bodybuilders can do ridiculous cuts to get down to like 5% body fat, you know, and they're, they're what they're able to put up with that. But some people are like, there's no fucking way I could do that, you know? So it, like your ability to tolerate the sacrifices, you know, I think there's pl- people have a, a, a God given fear of mediocrity. And it's not that they're not being honest with themselves. They just don't want other people thinking they're happy being this like mediocre athlete. And this, I'm going to be completely honest here, falls horrendously in the male camp. Like some like some lads don't have this. But if I was to say every single athlete I've ever come across or spoken to who had this issue of like they don't want anyone else thinking that they want to be mediocre, nearly all of them have been guys. And it's something that... I think any female athlete I've worked with or am working with at the moment, they're much, much clearer on where their priorities lie and they're much more able to like verbalize where their priorities lie because they've actually spoken about it. Whereas I think as guys, we tend to to jump into something and if you're of a competitive nature of a certain personality type, you're going to be, you're going to want this level of achievement or you're going to want to be this rank or whatever it is. And I think it's a, a shortcoming for sure that you're not able to kind of say, okay, look, I thought I wanted to go to international competition before, but now I don't really want to. Or now I get more enjoyment from training with this group of people or going to this gym and just training three times a week or whatever. Like I can only think of a few guys who were competitive who have kind of been able to make that transition fairly effectively, whereas we have a lot of other guys and people we know quite well who were competitive and setting big goals and due to whatever reason aren't hitting those goals now, yet they'll still keep saying they're going to chase after it, you know? And it might be like, oh, you you won't see those guys lifting or training for six months and then it's like back at it and the first thing you'll see is like, yeah, I'm going to be there this year or going to hit whatever this year, you know? Um, Rather than just being like, okay, I'm happy to train this amount. I'm happy to achieve these numbers so I don't need to keep telling everybody something different. Are you, you talking about Bean? Is that what you're talking no, about? No, no, I'm actually, I'm actually not talking about Bean. I, I, realize, I realize the paradoxical nature of this as well, you know, and when we talk yeah. about people setting outlandish goals they're never going to be able to achieve and I'm three weeks away from being the biggest failure in the athletic community by not being able to do 500 <laughs> and sub 5. Like, I understand that. Like, this... The voice is playing in my head the same way it plays in my head 24 hours a day. I know you're thinking this, and that's why I won't release it until after I fail. <laughs> but everyone you mentioned was a man. Everyone, everyone Every, was like, who fits but Gurf, the template? That's, that's the honest thing. Like, I can't think yeah. of a female athlete that I've sat down and had this conversation with who hasn't been more dialed in than any person I've ever talked to. Any every, male yeah, person. Every, everyone I've... Everyone ran through my head was like I was going through different people as you're talking, and I named off but five people, and five of them were, were men, like all like they're none of them were people who I would um. No, I got literally it was all men. There was no one yeah. else I could frame into those. And the funny part about that is is that um. 
it does it does affect your performance because it, it makes oftentimes skip steps or rush through yeah. steps or leaves you incredibly not objective like it leaves you so unaware of what you're doing when you're just chasing to be the best but you have to go through those intermediate steps that take 10 years to get there you know like so often i get this question so much that fucking wrecks my head i hate when people ask it and i literally get it anytime i do a live stream i'd say one in every three i'll get this question or if i put up a q a in my stories i'll get it or random comments my instagram and it's this question it's always men it's literally every one of them has been men and i'd say i've gotten this question i'd say at least 50 times in the last three or four years and it's like i've just started weightlifting do you think i can go elite do you think i can go to the olympics like 99 percent of the time i wouldn't even know who the person is i have no context in what they'll be and i'm not joking you a 15 year old from azerbaijan commented on my instagram video a few weeks ago saying that and he was like, do you think I can go? I, was, I used to do judo and he's like, I do weightlifting now. Do you think I can be elite? They can win the Europeans. My answer now to people is, um, I'll tell you if you go train for 10 years really hard and then when you come back to me, I'll tell you if you can. <laughs> like, fuck off. Like, I fucking, Jesus fucking The Christ. worst. The worst is when they quote their numbers, you know? And it's like, yeah. I've only been training for 18 months and I'm yeah. doing 75, 110. Yeah. And you're like, are I you know. fucking serious? Like, you needed to do that when you were 14 having never trained before or 12 having never trained before like yeah that the numbers elite athletes in weightlifting lift within the first three weeks of being in the gym as a child mm-hmm. are heavier than anybody who's asked you that question you know yeah are you like if so a, a, a relic of my past is that i'm still on these like really weird like olympic weightlifting facebook forums you know, these these groups in are there like International Strength and Conditioning Research Forum on Facebook and people will put up those videos and it will be some random guy who's 22 and he's doing like, he's doing 84, 123 and he'll be like, oh, I, I really want to make this level and people will do out all these derivations in the comments you know that uh, oh your your squat to lift ratio was very very good which which is great because you're coming to this stage in your life now and you'll be able to up your squat and when your squat will increase your lifts will go up proportionally and um all this random fucking shit that doesn't matter if you were going to be an elite weightlifter sorry we've gone so far off topic as well if you were going to be an elite weightlifter you would know it and everybody around you would know it do you yeah. think Clarence Kennedy didn't know by the time he was 18 that he was going to be very, very, very strong? Oh, he, fucking he, ca- he was doing he his did. transformation. On his Patreon, he was talking, he did a commentary. You stop fucking coughing. I can't coughing, I'm just back from running. Like He just went over the, uh, he did a commentary over his um, transformation and he was talking about his, he was like, by 18, he was kind of like, fuck, I think I could be really fucking good at this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you'll know if you're going to be good. I guarantee you. Like, I'm pretty sure LeBron knew he was good at our basketball. Like, yeah, best athletes. And you know what? As well, more important than that as well. Just as we're so off topic here, but anyway, is that the best athletes wouldn't even think? They don't even think that they wouldn't be good. They wouldn't even question it because they have that egotistical, neurotic. They lie to everyone around them about the stuff they're doing, even though we know exactly what they're doing. Traits and their personality because they wouldn't even be, they just have it in them from the get go to not even question if they could be good. They might internally do it, but they would never voice it out loud because saying it out loud would make it real. Like, that's how fucking crazy they are, you know. So, if you have to ask me in an Instagram live stream, my answer is fucking no, you're probably not going to be good. Joe, you know? the, funny, and that's just, the funny thing about that, like, they don't even think if they're going to be good or not. 
the things that make people question whether they're going to be good or not are like lack in progress, prolonged plateaus, uh, struggles to make like increases. None of these things, none of these things exist for elite level athletes, you know? Yeah, yeah. They'll come across them like later on in their career and they'll be like, oh my God, what the fuck is happening? Like, And they'll have yeah. this existential crisis over why they're not making progress because that had never existed for them before. Uh, so then when you get like this person, oh, it, it, I actually enjoy them now. I used to be like, stupid are you? But now I'm just like, okay, look, whatever. I even, even just take this even more off tangent, but it's, it's unraged or just pre our tangent there is that I was listening to this while I was on the Lab Bible YouTube and he was a formal gangster in the UK, a criminal, like <laughs> stabbing people, getting stabbed. He said he was like teeth smashed in and they were like out through his top lip, he, like glass stuck and he said he had scars on his face and his hands and stuff. And basically he went through, he went from gangster to meeting like Prince Charles, like rehabilitation, you know, and um, he was kicked out of home and he was like 13 and all this stuff. And he was, he was going in for like a 10 year prison sentence and he, he he got off it because this woman helped him right basically this probation person or whatever it doesn't really matter right but he's terrible life he's fucked up everything he's sitting down talking to one of his old friends after he gets off and he's like right i'm done with this all this this life you know i'm done to be a fucking crankster or whatever and his friend is like you're not going to change frank let's call him frank he was like mm-hmm. you're not going to change you know and then uh he was like you know when he said it to me it didn't even matter because I knew I was going to change. He was like, I, I didn't need anyone else to tell me. And mm. that's what elite athletes think, you know. And this person, worse trials than any elite athlete. But that's the trait that they have is yeah. that they don't they don't need anyone to confirm to them. They don't need anyone to. And, you know, it takes a village like talking about yeah. Matt there and his wife basically not having a job. But mentally, they don't need someone to tell them that they're going to be great. You know, they don't need someone. They will do it, you know, and, yeah. and, you, and that's not to say. You don't, you don't need sport with coaches on that and that's time for another podcast but I don't even know how we get onto this <laughs> okay this? the last thing I want to talk yeah. about on the everything but the program podcast which yeah. kind of existed for the first 20 minutes the beneficial is, effects of ketamine helping your sleep <laughs> <laughs> no is the actually funnily enough like uh, the supplements the kind of fake, you don't need to go on this tangent whatever no, no. you're going to say you don't need to go on i this actually tangent, do right people do not need to know we're an actual we're a limited company they like no what the fuck are you talking about jesus christ Gareth's little on. evil face smiling away uh but no the people think everything besides the training includes like what vitamin I take every evening before I go to sleep or the kind of protein you put in your cereal or the timing of protein shakes or whatever the fucking supplement is people are trying to sell you or whatever random plant extract that Eddie Hall takes. None of that matters. Literally none of that matters. Uh, I, I could not think of a single supplement unless it's on the banned list it absolutely does not matter that much as sleep or stress management. Stress management, we haven't spoken about at all, actually. But that's the the other thing I wanted to mention is like people will sell you things that you think are going to increase your performance and none of them will actually increase your performance. The same way people think they're going to get a new pair of weightlifting shoes and everything's going to be amazing or like this new pair of wrist straps or this new thumb tape or this different kind of chalk none of that matters unless all your ducks are in a row 
and even if all your ducks are in a row, maybe they'll matter 0.5%. But remember, the numbers Griff is quoting at the start of this, like sleep will be more than 40% of your total performance. Programming is probably another 15%, 20% of your total performance. None of the other stuff matters if the if your train if your main silos are out of whack. So don't go and waste your money on it. Like if if you're wasting money on supplements, yet you're not doing the sacrificing time to get better sleep, like waste that money on going out for a nice meal to make up for the friends that you don't meet during the week because you go to bed at nine o'clock, or make up for it by like going on the piss with them once every three months. You know. Uh, that's where you'll put that money. That money is a great investment then because you still have friends in five years when your knees are fucked and you can't train anymore. Friends, who needs them? So basically, (laughs) the whole point of the podcast was to emphasize that everything you do but the program matters as much or more than the program depending on your circumstances. You know, it is also a spectrum too. So... Mm the more you do the more it'll be useful you know and then there's eventually a point of diminishing returns where it's like the top two percent of athletes or top one percent but you can still have a life but also not be a piece of shit you know there is there is a happy medium for a lot of people listening to this so i don't think you know don't think that geez i'm just trying to snatch 100 kilos i'm just trying to scott 180 you know you don't like the thing appeared my facebook there the other day and it was like when i was in college and it was like 200 or six and it was like pb number three hung over for 2015 or something you know so you you can be a douchebag and still train you know certain things but it it's a spectrum you know but you just need to figure out where on that spectrum you're willing to go to you know how far are you willing to go with stuff to help your training and how much does it matter because at the end of the day and i mean this in the nicest way possible but some people will just be shit forever um you know so We're it's important to realize to you. that you might do everything yeah yes you were listening you know you you know you can get 10 hours sleep take loads of steroids performance enhancing drugs train all the time and you could still do this shit um now we've no idea who that is or who that could be oh i did give someone tell me after but just realize you know that there is it doesn't have to be everything but just realize how far does you want to go that how far it lines up with your goals so like you know if your goals are 180 back squat you can be pretty reasonable on that spectrum on that scale and have a great life balance, great work balance and fucking training balance, you know, you, and you can, and that's, that's totally fine. But once you start getting someone like, you know, we talked about yesterday, Hayden Wiseman on the YouTube video, it's not fun. Like, you know, he's going for big yeah. lifts and he's, um, you know, it's not, he's training for at least 15 hours a week, I'd say is consumed by that. And then everything else, you know, he's nutrition, he doesn't do anything else, he just works. I know I know there's lockdowns now and it makes it a little bit easier to be pushed into that direction, but you know, he could still be up till four o'clock playing Dungeons and Dragons, you know, but he doesn't. So it is a spectrum and you, you've put yourself where you want that spectrum and it might vary, you know, Matt Fraser talks about when he takes that month off, he just eats like a baby for a month or whatever every season, you know, and he takes downtime. And that for him is like stress management and we don't like we're not we won't go into that now but you can put yourself on that spectrum but just be aware of what you're doing and then don't miss your four by eight day on your backstop program when you've got six hours sleep on average for the last three months you know or you've eaten yeah. under eating calories and most of your calories are pop tarts and oreo cereal and a peanut butter 
Snickers, stop! I'm so fucking hungry. Stop talking about them. All those good things, you know. You know, so realize where you are. Realize where on that spectrum you want to be. Start doing it now, like right now after this podcast, if you want to be a good lifter or a good athlete. And like, there's a lot of spectrum. There's a spectrum people listen to this. Like, there's some people who Mm -hmm. want to be great, and then there's some people who are just just really like training. And so, figure out where you are on that spectrum and decide what it is you want to do with that stuff. Yeah, so I think we probably didn't get into stress management as much as we could have, Gurf, and that's probably because we went on those random tangents. But we could also do an entire podcast on like stress management, possibly one for students as well, or I might just do a seek a psychology on it. Yeah, but just in cut general, out of your life. what's that? Just cut everyone out of your life. It's cut fine. everyone out of your life. Yeah, quit your job, start an online that, company. The tongue in cheek. That's actually not. That's a you'll end up in negative stress because you do need social interaction. Yeah. As as this year has taught us. <laughs> as two very unsociable people, uh, Jesus, not talking to people does actually negatively affect you. Do you know what you do is right, don't leave your job where you work with people you like uh, to start a company with your friend. You never end up seeing them for the first uh, eight months, basically. Fuck's sake, just, yeah. Uh, and then when we do we, work we together, we get to... fuck all done because we're just having the crack. <laughs> It was supposed to be that we could finally go to places we wanted to go without having to take holidays. But now look at us. Fucking hell. Fuck's sake. Uh, thanks very much yeah. for listening to the podcast. If you could do us a favor. Um, and yep. to be fair, when you watch the YouTube videos, you're phenomenally good at dropping a comment, mm-hmm. liking or subscribing. If you could follow yep. the podcast wherever you watch this or wherever you listen to Spotify. it. Spotify is the main one for following stuff. Spotify. So if you go on to Spotify... ITunes rating on itunes is the big one you okay. gotta rate it five star rating leave a review say the words say the nice we, words we really really appreciate this because to be fair the podcast listeners are the ogs you were there before OGs. anyone else ogs uh we do about appre- two years now yeah it actually is two years isn't it yeah it's a summer it's very close to being two years or over two years at this stage yeah uh thanks very much for your time this so, has been great go to sleep <laughs> Rate it on iTunes, follow on Spotify, and then. And if you don't have iTunes, go buy an iPhone or or a Mac and do that. Yeah. (laughs) On the um, the other platforms, if you could just leave a review, that would help as well. That'd be great. Whatever it is. Thanks, guys.